welcome to the Fort Collins Fellows Podcast, from Colorado State University to New Belgium Brewery and the hundreds of miles of hiking and biking trails. Fort Collins has earned its well-deserved reputation as one of the top places to live in the United States. Join the fellows as they uncover the stories, places, and people that make Fort Collins so extraordinary. Now, we are recording this podcast about 11.15, so it might be a little early to pop a bottle, but we are honored and joy to uh, have today Spring 44 owner Jeff Lindauer, and uh, we are going to talk deep about how the Colorado Rockies can serve not just the best beer with the Napa Valley of beer being Fort Collins, but also some amazing gin and vodka. So Jeff, thank you for joining us today and on Fort Collins Fellas. It's my pleasure. And I, I'll, I'll go ahead and say that it's it's really never too early. I mean, <laughs> as long as you've got, uh, you know, some orange juice or Bloody Mary mix, you know, I mean, you can rationalize. Fair. So I don't I don't want to I don't want to say it's too early. Right. Jeff, talk to me a little bit about yourself, one, is, and how you got into the distillery business and Spring 44, if you wouldn't mind. Absolutely. So if you uh, if you would have told me a dozen years ago uh, that, you know, I'd be on a podcast talking to you about uh, a distillery business, I would have told you you were drunk. It, <laughs> uh, it was one of those things that uh, that that really evolved and was inspired uh, by this incredible resource uh, that is on uh, some property my father bought in the in the late 60s and so it's not like i woke up one day and said hey i really want to you know i want to build a distillery uh it was it was something that evolved from this this incredible spring that uh, was unexpected and i um i you know didn't see it coming and it started out sort of as a bit of a sort of a side project and and now it's, uh, you know, completely consumed, you know, my entire life. So my dad, so he, he was a huge outdoorsman and, uh, he, uh, uh, was into all things. Uh, so hunting and fishing and camping, uh, he was, you know, a technical climber, you know, early days. And, and so I guess kind of an early days ex sports, you know, guy, we, uh, I, I grew up on a, farm uh early in in western nebraska we moved to fort collins when i was a little kid in, in grammar school and uh so he went looking for property that was as remote as he could find and uh and he found it up the buckhorn canyon and so taking me there since i was a little kid he uh i would take me on those long hikes and uh, he 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 really built and developed an appreciation for the outdoors uh, in me. I, I will say that at the time I probably didn't have the same amount of appreciation. I just wanted those legs to stop. You know, <laughs> they just wouldn't stop. Uh, and so as we, you know, hiked above Timberline, and that said, he taught me how to, you know, start a fire, you know, in a rainstorm and you know, how to shelter and all the, all the, all the things that, uh, that go along with being an outdoorsman. And so I, I did develop a great appreciation for it. Uh, that said, he, he found some property that is up the Buckhorn. It's just this side of Panic Pass. You know, you go over Panic Pass to go to Pingree Park, you know, where CSU's uh, extension campus is. And um, it's on East White Pine Mountain. 
uh, you know, which is almost 11,000 feet. And so it's at 9,000 feet on an 11,000 foot mountain. And uh, it's it's just 40 acres of this really pristine uh, property. And we're surrounded by, a, you know, whatever, 150,000 acres of uh, Roosevelt National Forest. So it's a, a little island of private. They did that back in the 30s. They spread those around with the agreement that people would run some sort of ag on it. And, and uh, obviously, in this case, it was cattle. And uh, so it's a pretty smart program the government did because it was, uh, you know, you got people to homestead and then they generated grazing revenue, you know, because obviously these they, the cattle would drift off, you know, off the private. So that's how the the, the property came to be. My father bought it. He uh, he bought it from the uh, from the guy that homesteaded it. And um, I had a boyhood dream that I was going to uh, build a, a home there. And um he always made a lot of fun of me about that because to access the property off the Buckhorn Road, off of uh, County Road 44H, uh, it's a three and a half mile long four wheel drive trail that goes up 2000 feet of vertical, roughly. Oh. So, you know, it's 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 not, you know, maybe it wasn't really the most practical. You're going to have to helicopter in that lumber. Yeah, yeah exactly. So uh, that said, um, in 2004, I, I decided to pursue my dream. My dream. I uh, had a, uh, a career in tech. I started, I was early days with uh, MCI, you know, which nobody remembers probably. Well, actually people of a certain age group will remember that. But uh, so I was in telecom and bounced around for a while. And, um, and, and anyway, at the, at, at at a certain point, I decided that I wanted to pursue, you know, my my boyhood dream. And I was living in uh, at, at the time, uh, you know, I kind of was living in. Well, I was living in in the Bay Area, and people would ask me, you know, hey, what resort is this close to that you're building this place? And I was like, well, it's not really so much, you know, that. And and so, it, you know, that well, why why don't you buy a place in Tahoe? You know, you can. You can drive your car there. And um, that said, I, uh, I would I have zero regrets about pursuing it. It was a long project. It took three years and wow. a little bit of an engineering challenge. Just getting materials in was probably about half the job. And it's very modest, but um, it, it's got all the creature comforts, obviously all off grid. Mm-hmm. And so I can, uh, it was close. It, it's never done up there. We have, we have two seasons, uh, up at spring 44 at the, they are, uh, it's winter and construction. So gotcha. it, it's never, <laughs> it's one of the two. Yep. So it's, it's never really done. That said, uh, I was up there with a buddy right after we finished and, um, said, Hey, we got to go drink from the spring because our whole lives growing up that became a, a tradition. We, uh, a kind of a ritual. We would park at the bottom and, and hike up. There wasn't really, the road wasn't really developed at, at all. Uh, it was more of a, just a, a horse trail. So we'd throw packs on our backs and, and hike up the uh, the mountain. And obviously there was a spring. And so my, my dad got it tested. He took it to the city. Uh, you know, you didn't want us to get Jardia, right? Or sure, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> So, than <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's like, 
So the guy at the city was like, hey, it's better than the tap water, you know, go for it. And so it, we never had to haul water in, right? We never had to pack in water. That was our water source. It was also our our fridge. You know, we, we'd put milk or beer or whatever in there and it kept ice cold you know right now you know you can you can drop it in there and it's you know in 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 the low 40s maybe around 44 degrees and so uh (laughs) that said it became this this ritual that we always observe so i take my buddy there and he was um he was super excited about going and to you know hiking to the spring and uh we drink and he has some kind of complete out-of-body experience and said, oh, my God, this water is incredible. And I said, yeah. And he said, no, you don't understand. I'm an expert in water. And I was like, uh-huh. oh, oh, okay. And, and you know, he might have maybe taken a little bit of an offense to that. And he said, no, I'm a water aficionado. And I said, you know, I don't think there's a thing as that. And anyway, it turns out that he uh, was a complete and total nerd about water had been okay buying what you know bottled water from all over the world and had this big library of books and was into it from every possible angle so he said you you know you got to do something with this this is incredible and i was like yeah right and he's like no you, you this is i'm serious anyway uh i said something along the lines of i think you know you're buzzed which is true and uh, <laughs> so, so that- yeah. Yeah. So the next morning, you know, we're having coffee and he's like, Hey, I'm really serious about this. And I like, I, I am too, you know, it's, I'm, it's a seriously not a great idea. And anyway, the, the, one thing led to another and we, uh, he ultimately convinced me and we ended up looking at the bottled water business. I knew nothing about it. And so the idea was to send this, you know, or to, to, to bottle this, very high end, you know, bottled, uh, bottled water and have it be a, you know, a premium position product. And about the same time I, I sorted out that we'd have to sell this, you know, looking at a business model for, you know, whatever, six or eight bucks or something like that, uh, at retail to make a go of it was about the same time. I actually did decide that it was a costly, stupid idea. So, I punted on that. And about that same time, I was at a family reunion on our ranch in Western Nebraska, talking to my cousin and he had, he'd recently sold his business. He did pretty well. He built up a little chain of homebrew stores. And I just mentioned off the cuff that we were looking at doing this, you know, crazy idea of bottling the water from the spring. And uh, he said, oh, you should sort out how well-suited it is to rectifying. I was like, you should probably speak English because I don't understand what you're saying. And um, he gave me this huge education on water that uh, an 80-proof bottle of water is 60% – or I'm sorry, an 80-proof bottle of spirits is 60% whatever you're bringing it to proof with, you know, to get to – and that most brewers, distillers – have to do something, you know, there, there's buffering and conditioning, you know, that has to happen, you know, that it's, you know, pH is obviously very important, but so is minerality and total dissolved solids. There's a whole bunch of things there. And so I was like, okay, so I sell my water to, you know, brewers or distillers. And he said, you know, you got to check this 
this whole craft thing out that's starting to happen. Beer paved the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that's all it's already going to be approaching a 20 share or whatever the market is. And uh, spirits will follow. It's legit. It's going to be a real. And oh, my, this is so this is like 07. He's like, go check out this brand. It's called Tito's. <laughs> which as you know uh or probably know now is you know the largest brand in the united states well it, it's arguably uh, you know pr- probably one of the, the the largest success stories you know in beverage but that said i uh that captured my imagination and so we we got together with uh, uh some some distillers, you know, I, you know, knowing nothing about this and um, kind of wanted to prove the whole water thing out. So we, uh, we put a few cope focus groups together. We did a bunch of stupid stuff, you know, wasted some money, but we did one smart thing. We got people to opt in who said they were whatever, fill in the blank, you know, premium spirits drinkers. So, you know, I'm a goose or, Belvedere or Absolute or whatever. And then, you know, same thing with gin, you know, I'm Bombay or Beefeater or Tanqueray or whatever it was. And after a bunch of failed uh, things, we, we, we figured it out. We, we had them, there was only two questions we asked. So we, we sat them in a room, we put a flight in front of them and uh, this was blind. And the first question we asked is, can you identify because that helped inform the second question. You know, can you pick which one of these is your vodka or your gin? Uh, vodka people, a little less accurate at doing that than the gin people. But uh, that said, the second question we asked was rank these now, put them in order of one to four or five or however many happen to be in that sample set. And we, we won a lot. We won enough that uh, we felt like there was some statistical validity to the fact that the whole water thing, you know, mattered. Yeah. And, uh, and so in 2009, you know, we kind of began, uh, you know, building around a business plan and figuring out how we do this. Uh, we formed in 2010 and opened the distillery in 11 and our first sales were in, in 2011. So it's been, it's been 12 years uh, since that, uh, that time, it was one of, like I said, it's one of those things that I uh, didn't really see it coming. It just sort of evolved based on uh, this really cool resource that uh, that was on property my father bought, you know, a long time ago. And um, I feel very grateful. Uh, I'm very, I, I'm just very fortunate. Um, I've gotten to do cool things in my life. I've been uh, super lucky. Uh, the teams that I've worked with, you know, the team that, that I work with here included, you know, I, I'm kind of uh, the, uh, the supporting cast to some really, really strong people that, that are part of the spring 44 team here. Um, that said, I've, I've been very fortunate and I've gotten to do cool things in terms of building, you know, some, some businesses of consequence but I've never done anything that I've been as passionate about as this little thing. You know, it's, it's this really cool intersection of disciplines, you know, that are, that are all very interesting and, and, and diverse. And it's, it's just been a, a really, really satisfying uh, uh, journey. 
And it seems as though you weren't, you were, you were more opposed to it than anything. You were so uh, kind of like not, and it was just kind of kept on coming back up as like, no, this is, this could be something. And did your due diligence, like you said, we, we I think all of us who have either started a business or have done some type of entrepreneurial journey, thrown bad money, you know, good money at, at bad ideas. But ultimately one of those kind of, you have to be willing, you're entrepreneurial and taking those chances and ideas and risks. And, uh, but it just kept coming back up and up of, you know, this spring water is really a good source and potentially could be used in this up and coming industry of distilling, you know, uh, spirits. So and Fort Collins, what a great community that seems to really want to support that kind of endeavor with it being a beer lover and open to the idea of maybe spirits. For sure. Uh, I mean, there was there's a huge halo uh, as part uh, in terms of, uh, of Fort Collins, northern Colorado, in terms of just craft in general. Uh, and then, you know, the uh, you know, really that willingness to be to explore and experiment and, and then ultimately support, you know, craft more specifically and, and more hyper, you know, which is the local thing. And so, uh, yeah, we, we were super fortunate that this whole thing was centric to exactly where we are in this community, you know, love, uh, you know, obviously it's, I'm, I'm very biased having spent the majority of my life, you know, connected, you know, to this, to this place and this geography and then, you know, having the place up there. Right. Uh, so obviously biased that said, I think that there are, that, that, that it's very real that the, that the people of, of Northern Colorado, Fort Collins are uh, extraordinary and uh, that, 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 uh, has been very supportive to, uh, uh, to 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 our brand building, without a question. So, 2007, you you start. We're not alone start, in that, right? We're not alone. That our story is consistent, yes. right? There, that's not just a that's not a Spring 44 story. That that's a story that you can apply to a lot of businesses that uh, have been uh, started here. A lot of a lot of entrepreneurs have benefited from exactly the same thing. I, 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 uh, we, we released a podcast with Zach Roth. He's a CPA born and raised here in Northern Colorado. He's grown his firm, you know, to seven people. And that was what we were, you know, talking about pretty in depth was if you have some sort of drive and you want to work hard and you've got an idea, like the Northern Colorado is a great, melting pot of businesses and you can be very successful if you want to with a, a lot of community support. So I definitely agree, you know, with that. So 2004, you began building on your property, 2007, it completed eight and nine. You kind of started going around with this idea of potentially distilling and 2011 spring 44 started. Who were some of your, who was the first customers that were were, were willing to take a, a try on, on spring 44? You know, they're, they're right here. I, I can, I, I mean, there are a number, but just, so I want to say that, uh, I mean, social hadn't quite started yet, which is a big shout out to, to Ty and what, uh, what they have done there. Just an outstanding, uh, I mean, not just by, by uh, Fort Collins, uh, uh, 
you know, or but but net but by national standards. Yeah. But uh but I, I want to say that maybe one of our first accounts was uh Henry's in in uh in, in Loveland, you okay. know, on Fourth Street. And uh Brian does a, a, a great job there. And then we probably had within you know that first year. Uh, I think Wilbur's was, you know, a very, uh, you know, very early, you know, adopter. Still, obviously, a a, a terrific account. And uh, McGrath's, you know, uh, uh, oh McGrath, do you know yeah, Zach Jordan by exactly. chance? And so, and that are still customers to, you know, yeah. more than a decade, right? Late, you know, uh, uh, later, like Liquor Max and World Beverage, you know, those were also, you know, very early uh, customers that, you know, we still. Uh, that we still enjoy their support. So, um, and now I, in, in, the, in the state, I think we're around uh, twelve hundred or so accounts. You know, across uh, across the state. And are you uh, national? We are. We've uh, we're not in every single market, uh, but uh, we uh, we recently just just very recently we signed a, a national distribution deal with, uh, with with Southern Wine and Spirits and. They have, I think, uh, I think they have thirty-eight states. We uh, we we went to uh, to New York uh, very shortly after we started because you know what they say, you know, if you can make it there. And and so uh, and then we went to um, uh, to California. Really focused initially on building. Uh, it was it, it wasn't on the trying to build a consumer brand, you know, and you know get get on every retail shelf. Uh, I was really more focusing on the kind of the restaurant and uh, and the cocktail scene, building those relationships and kind of earning credibility there. We were fortunate we had, there's a guy, his name is Paul Picoult. He's, I guess, arguably kind of like the Robert Parker of spirits, if you will, or he has a credible claim to that. And you know, publishes a list of the top 120 spirits in the world, actually. And it's of all spirits types. So, you know, number one could be a single malt. Number 11 could be a mezcal or whatever. And he he put us on on the list. So he came here and, uh, you know, he was going to be here for, you know, a few minutes with his entourage and ended up staying for you know, a couple of hours and uh, kind of geeking out with our guys. And so we were fortunate to win. We won, you know, gold medals and that kind of thing. But um, more so we, we sort of got the that that credibility established in terms of, you know, the uh, the critical, you know, re- reviews on our product. But, you know, more importantly was, you know, the engagement with our customers. And so we've we've been able to we've been, you know, lucky that uh nobu for instance you know they're uh, uh obviously you know kind of high-end you know white tabletop national national account of ours where we're uh you know that we are their house vodka and we're in their you know highest selling you know cocktail the lychee martini and uh and and then the same thing with a lot of uh, uh other you know brands like that are recognizable in terms of the on-premise or, you know, the restaurant and bar scene, like the Four Seasons, et cetera. So we've been fortunate that way where our footprint print is expanding. And uh, we're now, you know, I think in 18 states, 
but you know our heart and soul is is here we're very much a colorado i mean we've got the colorado flag on our bottle that is the message that we that we want to send to you know to from a from a marketing standpoint it's to differentiate ourselves by what our provenance is you know the terroir the water thing is real yeah it is it is differentiated and um and, and so just to i guess tie off that point sorry i'm rambling a little bit here but um the we we built our credibility i think with you know get winning some awards and getting some good recognition but then uh, mostly with the the types of accounts that we were able to 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 establish and now we're moving into more of you know kind of trying to get our consumer marketing out there and we we've not struggled so much as you know deliberated what is the most uh, what, what's the most effective way for us to do that uh, in a in a market that is so crowded and so what we're doing is consistent with with this place with with where we are in northern colorado our instagram which is at spring 44 distilling we do a couple of things we sort of show hey here's what's going on at the distillery Here's, you know, this is what we're doing today, you know, the type of thing where if we're distilling or bottling or, you know, whatever is happening around here, we show what's happening with our customers, you know, and with cocktails that uh, that they're creating or, uh, or things that uh, consumers share, but probably by, well, not probably by far, what is, uh, what people gravitate to the most is what we call our spring cam which uh, we have cameras up by the spring that are motion activated. And so they're constantly recording whatever's going on up there. And so this last season, like with prior seasons, the big thing is what's going on with the baby moose because they're, you know, every year that for now for several years, there's a cow that, you know, has, you know, a calf that, you know, is wandering around up there and, uh, you know, same thing with the elk and the deer and, uh, you know, we get bears and, you know, mountain lions and the whole thing. And, and, and so, and the reason we do that is to sort of connect people to this real place, this real resource that it's not, you know, a manufactured story of, you know, my grandfather's recipe or whatever. It is actually this real thing that exists here in this extraordinary place that, is Northern Colorado. And so that's our, you know, that's the flag. That's our banner. That's what we're wearing. And what's cool about it is, is how genuine it is. Just like we were talking about the people and that being a real thing. It is, it is a, uh, an actual attribute. It is a real characteristic that is, uh, in my opinion, uh, relatively profound. Well, we, we were chatting before we jumped on the recording about, you know, the Coors and, and the breweries and, you know, they've got the Rocky mountains that turn blue. And I think people appreciate that. And, you know, coffee, coffee's another one. It's like, man, you know, it's a big portion of what your, you know, coffee's made of is, is the water. And so I think people appreciate that and seeing where it comes from and being at 9,000 feet of an 11,000 foot, you know, peak type deal is, you're, you're getting it from the source and uh, it definitely resonates with people. As far as 
you know, marketing and branding go, I know it's like super popular right now, but you know, you've got the rock with Terramana, Conor McGregor with proper 12, George Clooney with, uh, I think it's Casamigos. And you've got these influence influential people that, you know, I mean, billions of dollars. It's it's just wild. Some of these numbers, I mean, I, you're, you're probably not oblivious to that by any means, but is that something to where you see it going on a consumer brand as far as like you're a household name like Tito's or do you want to stay 18 states or is, there, is the goal to grow? Uh, no, I mean, the goal is the goal is to grow while maintaining the integrity of our product and the quality, yeah, meaning that they, that that's job one, right? Mm -hmm. Well, beyond the safety, right? The safety of our, of our humans, uh, sure. it, that's actually job one, but then it is uh, maintaining a, a high level of quality. I mean, one thing we like to say around here is we take what we do very, very seriously, but not ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> you start doing, yeah, you, you start doing that and then, you know, things can go sideways in a hurry. But sure. um, so it's to it is to maintain a high level of quality and integrity in our products and then grow as we can support that and if that growth is geometric like some of the brands that uh, uh that you just uh, said then yeah i mean we're not uh, sure uh, happy to do that but it needs to not be at the expense you know of of, of compromising anything in terms of qualitatively in terms of the celebrity stuff you know, we, we like to joke that our celebrity is this hole in the ground up there, right? It's <laughs> our yeah. celebrity is the spring. Yeah. Um, that said, you know, if, um, you know, a, a, a favorite Red Rocks, you know, if Dave Matthews said he wanted to, uh, uh, you know, support spring 44, we probably wouldn't tell him. Entertain. <laughs> but uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, that, 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 that said that, um, we're not, you know, actively trying to pursue that. We're we're building, you know, the brand. Well, it sounds like you're very to, to stand on its that. own, right? Yeah. To stand on its own from a qualitative standpoint, and uh, we we think that we've done that to date. Now, you guys have vodka. You guys have gin. Are you guys are do you guys have kind of the idea of exploring other spirits? Um, you know, we make everything. As a matter of fact, we just bottled some uh, some rye. We just pulled some rye out of out of bottles that have been sitting around for you know whatever four years, uh, and uh, and some single malt. We we did we we decided to to really pick a lane and focus. And so we are you know we're a white we're a white spirits company. We make other stuff. You know, there's sure. there's other things that are around here, and and we'll you know sell those uh, you know as we do produce them. Um, but in terms of our focus, it is really vodka and gin. We're, you know, we're, we're in that lane. We have three different gins and two vodkas. We, our vodka that I mentioned that, you know, got put on that list of top 120 spirits in the world. Then we have a honey vodka, uh, which has been extremely uh, popular. We actually source our honey from a co-op that's, uh, about a mile and a half from here. And we also get uh, uh, honey from the Buckhorn Canyon. There's a, a producer up there that is close enough that their bees actually range to our property. 
And so there's this cool kind of thing going on where the bees are drinking from, uh, are, 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 are getting nectar from, you know, flowers that are, uh, you know, being, uh, yeah, they are right. That spring 44 is, yeah, uh, whatever. There's a circle of life thing there anyway. And it's, it's very interesting. Uh, a lot of people approach that product and they expect something really, really sweet or cloying. And it's neither of those. It's, uh, it's very, very comey. I mean, there's a, um, obviously there's honey it itself is sweet. That said, it is, it's not this over the top. Uh, it's not you gonna know, be your Burnett's cherry vodka that you pour in when you're <laughs> exactly, exactly. And it, it is a distillate. So we actually make the distillate from real honey instead of ordering, you know, from Acme flavoring company, you know, could, yep. could we, well, could we get the honey flavor? We're, we're, we're producing a distillate here. Then we have uh, three gins, spring 44 gin, very straightforward. Uh, it's in terms of juniper, it's kind of like an American London dry, if you will. Just a few botanicals behind the juniper that have some re really nice citrus notes and sort of a, a nice, you know, sort of peppery finish. There's some nutmeg in there. It's a workhorse gin, very, very straightforward. And then we have a mountain gin, which is, it's very bright. It's a, it's a party in your mouth. There's you know, peppermint and basil and orange peel and clove. And it's, uh, it, I, I mean, it, it, it's very big, very bright. Uh, it makes some great cocktail. It makes a great last word, makes a great aviation. And then, um, we have an old Tom gin, which is, uh, that one's a little bit more brownish, isn't it? Yeah. It's barrel aged. And, uh, we, uh, spend a, a lot of time trying to decide exactly how we should age that product. Old Tom is, it's an interesting uh, category. It goes back, you know, to 18th century England, and the 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 two things that Old Tom are supposed to be is uh, you know aged and sweetened. And so we uh, we didn't like what charred barrels did, so we we settled on a toasted barrel, so more like a Chardonnay, or it is a Chardonnay barrel. And uh, it has a, a very interesting botanical bill in and there's fresh grapefruit peel fresh rosemary lemongrass uh galangal some orris root which uh when that's coming off the parrot uh if you if you taste that it's a it's a natural analgesic so you can't really talk if you've you know recently had some of that in your mouth and uh we uh we sweeten with some organic amber agave nectar. It's very small amounts, less than less than one percent, you know, by volume. And um, it is produced a, a well. We like to say that gin met whiskey, made baby. And um, uh, actually, we 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 touched on social. Yeah. Uh, they did. They recently uh, selected a barrel. Uh, they have a. They are now, uh, you know, making. They have a cocktail there. What's, it, what's the cocktail called? No Co Sling. So go have no that. Yeah, yeah. And 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 they have um, you know bottles of that uh, there at Social. Uh, so anyway, three different gins, two vodkas. So it is. It's a little broader than just saying you know gin and vodka. But yeah. we are uh, we're definitely focused on those two products. And if somebody is wanting to get a taste of Spring Forty Four or into 
you know, uh, drinking gin, how would you best recommend that they do it? It's like, all right, would you guys should go to social to, you know, get somebody sure. to help you so, through or maybe a, yeah, so a our, our website has a list of every place that we are uh, of all of our accounts, you know, in Colorado. And so we're pretty, we likely have distribution very close to where anybody happens to be. A lot of lot of places, yeah, here in northern Colorado. That uh, so either at at a at a bar or restaurant, and um, a lot of uh, good retail partners as well. So that's a great resource for doing that. And, and we do we do sell we sell uh, bottles uh, from. Uh, we, we don't have a we don't run an open tasting room, but we do sell you know bottles directly at you know out of the distillery. And so if people want to swing by the distillery you know, to pick up a bottle and, you know, and we can do a quick tasting. We're happy to do that as well. And that was what I was going to ask is, so it, you know, maybe you were, you drank before you got rocking and rolling with spring 44, but over the last, you know, 12 years, since you guys opened up in 2011, have you became a vodka and gin connoisseur of sorts that like, you can really taste that, Hey, this bottle's off or this barrel was off and, have you became kind of a tasting expert? Yeah, it because every you we do have to taste every batch, right? And so, yes. Now that can also lead to you know when the dog is eating his own dog food, of course he likes it, right? And so sure. you've got to balance that by enjoying other products, and there are so many other awesome, awesome distributors or uh, uh, suppliers, you know here. And the state of Colorado, you know, Todd Leopold does an incredible uh, job. So that you, you have to balance what you're doing with uh, what uh, you know what other producers are doing as well. That said, you know, I was I wasn't really a, a hard spirits human before. Uh, I you know I was more you know beer and wine, mm-hmm. and and so that palate did have to develop uh, you know for me. And yeah, there. There is a clear difference, you know, a lot of people will just think, you know, vodka's vodka's vodka, and it actually isn't true. And I would invite people to take the Pepsi challenge uh, mm-hmm. and and stack up uh, against uh, against Spring 44. And can that palate, this is, I'm, per, I'm asking personally here, because sure. like I've always, like I've, I get gifts of whiskey, you know, all the time. And I mean, I'll drink it and I'll enjoy it, but I'm like, would I take it over an Arnold Palmer? No, but like there's absolutely, now will that palate appreciate it as you explore that path? Yes. Yeah, it it definitely will. When drinking spirits, it will fatigue faster than your, your, the, the palate does fatigue faster than if you are only doing it with like, like wine. You know, you can go through more flights, if you will, just because the proof is so, you know, so much higher. That said, the answer to your question is yes, absolutely. Palate does develop. You can gain a appreciation in particular for attributes that are, uh, that are more tactile, like mouthfeel and finish. You know, I, I never know what, you know, what does smooth mean? You know, that gets used a lot. <laughs> There's no rocks in this water. I don't know what, what is smooth. But, <laughs> but uh, you know, it, it, I, I guess it means that you're not coughing, 
right? Yeah. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> but but um, there, you know, the creaminess, you know, or spiciness, wh- whether that finish lingers or or whether it's more abrupt. I mean, there are there are a bunch of different attributes that relate directly to uh, uh, to spirits, including white goods. Gin, obviously, vodka is obviously uh, may, may be more subtle, but there is a, a big difference without, you know, naming names. There, there are vodkas that if you drink that, you will, it, it's a lot more um, of a, it's, yeah, well, it's more petroleum. Okay. Right. In terms of, 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 the, of your experience, right. It's uh, rather than. Um, where there's almost a softness uh, to it or, you know, real flavor. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, gin, the botanicals, now, now that's more where if you were going to say, hey, look, here's here's a great, you know, Pilsner or here here's a, a Hefeweizen, mm-hmm. uh, here's an IPA. And then within each of those, there's obviously a broad range. So I, I would liken that you know, a little bit more there, or as you would with wine, if you're looking at Pinot or a cab or, sure. you know, whatever. Gotcha. And so there's, there's plenty of opportunities for people to explore spring 44. And is there any cap now water is a big deal in, in Colorado. So I'd have to assume you've got some, some pretty decent water rights up there. Is there any cap to your production? Like, Hey, we can only make so many, like there's yeah, a, a great question. So, uh, yeah, I was really fortunate. My dad had the foresight uh, to get the water rights. You know, that was huge. Yeah. I mean, good luck today. Right. That it's it's a different story today. $160,000 a share these days. It's a a completely different story today than it was, you know, in, in 1969. That said, we it it yes is the answer it's uh it's measured measured in acre feet we it is not a throttle uh for a well i should say it this way when that becomes a positive problem yeah right exactly (laughs) when when that becomes an issue we're you know we'll we'll sort it out with our pricing yeah (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, that that is that is uh that that's um, and and right now, uh, and if you know, if you go on our Instagram, and you know, so we we haul, we, we've got a, a few you know different vehicles in the fleet that we use to haul water. Mavis uh, is a uh, is a is a thirty five hundred Dodge flatbed. She goes up uh, right now, you know, Dooley's and uh, has a six hundred fifty gallon tank, you know, on the back. So she goes up. Uh, pull we pull up to the pump house. Everything that we do up there is run off grid, right? So we're solar powered for everything that exists, including the, you know, our water ops pumping operations. And so we, we go up and uh, grab water and come down and then winter rolls around. Right. And so, you know, we got four feet of snow to deal with, and that is where enter Tinkerbell. So you got to go check Tinkerbell out. Tink, Tink is a tank. She is, uh, she's an F-250 that's massively modified. Oh, uh, I think I did see the, the yeah, she's on tracks. Yes. On, right. So, uh, uh, Matt tracks are King. They, uh, are not denied. Right. And so she's <laughs> got a, 
she's got a big tank on the back as well. And so, Tinkerbell, so, so, uh, you know, during the winter, uh, when, uh, the, the road is not passable by, you know, mere humans, we get out, we, we park Mavis, we get out, get into tank and she goes up and we grab water and bring down and bring it down. So there's a strong commitment to, uh, to making sure like you that, said, number one is safety. I mean, clearly. It, absolutely. And yeah, tipping over up there with, uh, you know, 5,000 you know, pounds of water on your back is probably, you know, less than desirable. Nobody wants to taste their own blood. So we, we're, 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 we're fairly committed to, uh, to making sure that, uh, you know, we, we can maintain our quality and, uh, and our supply. And so we've had to, uh, we've had to augment the right vehicles to, to do the job. And what is your favorite cocktail? So, oh, it's, uh, that's such a tough one. You know, I, it, I would, would be say- like spitting on a good gin. If I did like a gin and tonic, is that like, you can't pour a good, you can't pour a good whiskey into a Coke. Can you? That's like, uh, you right. as well get slapped uh, across the face. Yeah. So, uh, I should probably say the no coast sling, <laughs> but, but, um, so I, in, in my, uh, uh, very sophisticated, you know, palate. I enjoy uh, actually pouring a couple of fingers neat of uh, our old Tom gin. And then uh, the, uh, the, the having the beer of your choice, you know, right next to that. And, uh, and and so, you know, sipping on, on old Tom and then, you know, your, uh, your favorite local, right. Colorado brew. And so that's a, a great pastime that said, um, I think our mountain gin is extraordinary in a Negroni. We uh, Negroni week is 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 coming up here. It's it's so bright and it really shines through. It gets happy with uh, whatever the modifier is, whether that's you know Campari and but it 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 gets very happy there. Our uh, our honey vodka, it just recently has found a very happy place in the espresso martini world and so we have yeah we have a few accounts that have adopted that and say we're going to use the honey vodka in our espresso martini Mm -hmm. and it is delicious is it at elliott's yes and it it, yeah and it also makes a fantastic mule the honey vodka you know goes with the ginger well it's super versatile so kind of anything citrus swizzly you know etc so yeah it's hard for me to you know, to really pick a favorite, but, uh, the, uh, I think the mountain gin and a Negroni, you know, we got Negroni week coming up here is, is a great call. All right, Jeff. Well, we end every episode with a same question. Now it's a little bit unique because, well, you're a a cocktail and spirits kind of guy, but the question will remain on a Friday afternoon, sunny afternoon, where are you going to enjoy a beverage after a long week worth of work? Wow. That is a, you know what, that's a great question. Thank you for asking that. I think if I was going to have a cocktail, I'd go to social. If I was doing like a a happy hour thing, I think I do either union or uh, McGrath's, you know, a a great spot. I think um, if I was going to go watch a game, maybe I'd go to uh, Gray Rock. I'm probably missing people, but you know, great, great sports bar there. Let's just say that uh, that it was lunch that was the end of the day. 
shall we? Okay. I like so, it. So, I, 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 you know, maybe, maybe that's like AKA Kitchen or Henry's. I should definitely call out Henry's on Fourth Street in uh, in Loveland. And well, and and while I'm at that, the Fourth Street Chop House. Okay, awesome, that's a great one. And so that that's that's an excellent spot. So. Yeah, if I was if I was having dinner there, or or potentially, um, you know, rare Italian is also a great spot. Um, they've got an aged Negroni on the menu that is killer. And I then a, uh, I got a set of buddies who go to Rare weekly, and I'm gonna tell I'm a little little secret. I have I have not been to Rare for dinner yet. You need to do it. <laughs> we'll get out there right away. I mean, it's outstanding. Uh, and uh, I guess the other thing is if I was golfing, you know, I'd probably do either Harmony, you know, the golf club there or, or uh, McKenzie's at the okay. Southridge Golf Club. Totally. Those are both really, really solid spots. And so, I mean, I don't know. It's it's tough to, uh, you know, to nail that down. I think, yeah. you know, I mean, part of what we're trying to do, obviously, is build you know, our business, you know, in with, with bars and restaurants as well as at retail. And, you know, so uh, Liquor Max and World Beverage and Loveland and Wilbur's um, and Wyatt's, Wyatt's is in, in Longmont, but Wilbur's in Fort Collins. And then uh, Brands Beverage, I think, you know, in, in, uh, in Windsor is doing great and Fishes, you know, in Fort Collins. I mean, We've got some good stuff going on with all of those folks. And so it's funny you start anyway, naming some of those names. Start to answer your question, lines. you could you could go to any of those places and then enjoy your beverage on your own porch. Ooh. Well, I think with having a, a spa in the woods like you've got in the mountains that are that's just a little slice of heaven, I think you, you really can't go wrong. And it's funny, you know, Danny at McKenzie's on Southridge, you know, there's there's so many good people at all the places that you, I don't know if I told you, but one of my agents, Zach worked at McGrath's for a decade or more and has great friends at the chop house in Loveland. So, you know, all the places you just started naming names and you know, you're checking boxes at, at how great they can be. So we're definitely lucky here in Northern Colorado have a, a fair amount of a, a good amount of good establishments. And it sounds like you can find spring 44 in any of those. Is that, is that true? That I, I think for the most part, that is an accurate statement. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm saying things off the top of my head and I, I, I'm going to be mad at myself later that, you know, I missed places, but yeah, we're widely available in Northern Colorado. And so, yeah. And, and as I said earlier, we are uh, so grateful that we are part of this community that is so strong, so solid. I pinch myself that this whole thing started in a uh, in an environment that my dad, you know, had the foresight, you know, unintentionally to create that evolved to a business that uh, that exists with these people. You know, it's we we're 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 lucky to live here. That's a fact. Hundred percent. Well, I appreciate your time this afternoon, and we'll provide links for Spring Forty Four on Instagram. I'm sure folks are going to go check out you at social at Union Rare Italian. I might have to make a reservation sooner than later to go uh, enjoy a drink and some wonderful dinner. 
but I definitely appreciate awesome. you taking the time. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Take care. Bye.